0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's five questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. It's hard to believe that fall is just around the corner in the low country, and fall is wine time. It's time for the Hilton Head Wine and Food Festival. We had an opportunity to sit down with their executive director, Jeff Gerber, and talk all things wine and what's new with the festival. Let's listen. Jeff, we are so excited. One of Hilton Head Island's favorite events is back. We're so excited for the Wine and Food Festival, and it's kicking off this fall uh, in the Lowcountry. Give us a little rundown of what the festival looks like this year, our first year back post-COVID.
1: Okay, so we're really excited. Um, every few years, the festival's moved. Kind of, We spent about five or six years down in Shelter Cove, and then we spent five years at Horn. spent the last six years at Sea Pines but we just move every now and then just keep things fresh and exciting. Um, the town built a brand new park, Celebration Park down on Pope Avenue. And they approached us and said, hey, would you think about moving the festival to the new park? And we were like, new toy? Sure, let's do it. And it's exciting. They've done a great job. If you go walking down there, it's beautiful. We're literally right across the street from the beach. And why do people come to Hilton Head Island? To go to the beach and to eat and to have a good time. So it just seemed like a really, like a hand and a glove fit. So so we said yes, and we're excited to be down there.
0: So what day does it start and what can we expect on each night?
1: Okay. So we did one thing that's a little bit different this year. We have a kickoff event the week before the festival, and that's called the Uncorked Event. And that's going to be on the rooftop bar on top of the brand new Marriott Courtyard. So we I'm known as the idea pirate. I steal ideas and make them our own. And what we did is we stole an idea from the Wall Street Journal that's called Open That Bottle Night. They've been doing it for 20, 25 years, and it's just an excuse to open a nice bottle of wine. And nice doesn't mean expensive. They can have sentimental value, like Hey, this is the Pinot Noir I took on my picnic when I met who turned out to be my wife, or things like that. And so what people do is they bring a bottle of wine and you open it and you share it and you tell stories. So we're gonna be up on top of the rooftop bar. There's gonna be a little bit of light background music. We're gonna have some appetizers and then people are gonna come and share wine and you'll either drink some wine with some old friends or make some new wine drinking friends. It's a great event. We've kind of done it before in the past um, to be up on top of that bar and you can still see the ocean. We're doing it 6 6.30 to 8.30. So somewhere in the middle the sun's gonna set and they'll turn on the outside fireplaces. So it's gonna be a lot of fun It's and that one's, almost sold out. I think there's about 10 tickets left. So um, people seem to be real receptive to the new idea. Um, and that is Thursday, September 9th. Uh, and then the festivals, the 14th through the 18th. So we start out Tuesday night. We're doing our second annual movie night at the Park Cinema, or Park Plaza Cinema, sorry. Tank Twister, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And last year, we did Sideways and a Merlot Tasting, which was a lot of fun. And this year, we're doing Bottle Shock. And if you don't know what Bottle Shock is, it's a movie from about the Paris wine tasting in 1976. That is the event that actually put American wines on the map on an international level instead of only in the US. Um, it's a really funny story. It's pretty historically correct. So we're gonna have some appetizers, drink some wine in the lobby, and then go in and watch a fun movie. Um, and this is the second year. So we're have a lot of fun with that and it's pretty relaxing. Uh, Wednesday night, we're doing the sip and stroll. It's a little bit different. We used to do the sip and stroll in the afternoons and then we got a Thursday night event. And I kind of got the feeling like people didn't want to drink from one to four and then turn around and drink from <laughs> 6.30 <laughs> to 8.30, I don't know why. Um, so we moved it to Wednesday night. So instead of being Thursday afternoon, now it's Wednesday night and it's from four to 7 p.m. And we put that in the uh, Sea Pine Shopping Center. And if you haven't been down there this winter, they renovated everything. I think it's got a fresh um, coat of paint. They've got new awnings, it's a beautiful site. And it's just like, it sounds like you sip wines and you stroll, you shop. All those are local businesses down there. They're unique, they're eclectic. They're kind of what makes Hilton Head cool place that's to be. That's fun, that's really fun. And we're adding a couple of things this year that haven't been involved. They're gonna do like a little pop-up art festival in the middle of it during the event. There's gonna be about 10 artists down there showing art. So that's kind of cool. And they're gonna put two or three musicians at different parts through the plaza. So kind of walk around, taste some wine, look at some art, listen to some music, what could be wrong with that, right? Right, what, what couldn't it be better? I mean, so so that's Wednesday night. We still got tickets for that. Um, Thursday night, we've always done a Stay Gold event. The Stay Gold event's near and dear to my heart. Um, everybody knows the Wine and Food festival is a good time, but we're actually a nonprofit. And what we do is we give scholarships to USCB and TCL to deserving students that are in either the Hotel Restaurant Management Training Program or the culinary programs. We've given $85,000 in scholarships in the last eight years. And the Stay Gold is kind of an attempt to shine a light on, you know, we do have a reason for being here, which is to provide that scholarship money. There's a judging that's not open to the public. And what we do is we take all the double gold winners, so the best of the best, and we pour those wines at a wine dinner. And then we're partnering with the South Carolina Department of Agriculture this year. They're bringing us a lot of cool South Carolina grown products going to create a menu with that, pair that with those double gold wines. And we've partnered with the beach house this year. So they're putting up a couple of big tents that they have for special events. So we're literally going to sit right on the beach. It's going to be 630 to 830. We're going to drink great wine. There's going to be a little bit of background music. There's going to be amazing wines and food. And you're going to sit there and watch the sunset and the beach and the ocean.
0: Sounds awful. Sounds just awful. (laughs) It's so
1: terrible it's sold out already. Yeah. Um, So look for it next year. Um, It's an exciting event. Uh, Fridays, the Grand Tasting. For years, the festival was a one-day event for probably the first 20 years or so. And the first event we added was the Grand Tasting. It's probably our most formal event. When I say formal, I don't mean Chicago formal. I mean Hilton Head formal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it's uh, just what it sounds like. It's a nice tasting. People ask me you know, it's, it's 125 bucks a ticket. And they go, what do you think about that? I said, it might be the best value. Value doesn't mean it's cheap, but if, if you get more than you pay for it, it can be a value and it's just nice, nice wines. Um, and people can go around and taste. And if we were talking about before, how you went out to dinner and if you're, you know, had a nice champagne or something, and you're trying to remember, do I like this champagne better than I like the one that I had three months ago versus the one I had two months ago versus the one I had six months ago, that's hard for all of us to remember. Whereas if you can go through a nice tasting and you can go taste six or eight or 10 champagnes, you can go, wow, okay, I tasted them all in a row. And that this is my favorite now, or the the same thing with Chardonnay or Pinot Noir or Cabernet or red blends or Italian wines or French wines. So that's what makes it nice for people who are into wine because, we're all into something. Some people, it's golf. Some people, it's a boat. Some people, it's wine and food. So it's a great event. We're going to be at the Country Club of Hilton Head this year. So that's going to be real exciting. Um, that one sold out too, unfortunately, but that's the one that sells out first every year. Um, because these events, we can't be as big. Um, and then of course, the Saturday, this is the 36th year of the festival. The biggie. Yes, ma'am. And it started literally in a parking lot down in South Seaport, you know, people pouring wine on picnic tables. And it's grown into this basically week long event now. Um, as I said earlier, we're going to be in the brand new, sh- sh- um, celebration park down off Pope Avenue. Uh, real excited about it. Nice. It's the other nice thing about it is there's lots of space. So we're going to space all the tents out so people can feel comfortable. Cause sometimes people are like, Oh, how, you know, is the space smaller or whatever? So that's exciting with, with everything we're dealing with this year that we can make people feel safe because they're outside and things like that. And it's going to be, we added a beer garden this year. So we've got six local breweries. We're going to do lot nine, Lincoln and South, Southern Barrel, Hilton Head Brewery. Um, Forgetting somebody, we're doing the Mead guy. Um, Carolina Mead. Yeah. Who am I missing?
0: What a fun addition though. Definitely, it was such a fun addition to that, which is, it's just a, it's just such a low country tradition. That event, that Saturday, is just what a way to elevate it and make it even more fun.
1: Well, and they're all local. And when people come to visit the island, they like to say, hey, what's cool? What's local? And things like that. And it's like going to a nice restaurant. If you go to a nice restaurant, now you can go to a wine bar and they pretty much just pour wine. But if you go to a nice restaurant, you can get a great craft beer. You can get a great cocktail. You can get a great glass of wine. And by rounding it out, we probably also make ourselves approachable to more people. I know some couples where one of them just doesn't drink wine. I don't understand that personally, but I know people like that, you know, but I also know people who who are like, I don't do liquor or, or whatever. So if we can offer different things to more people, it makes it more approachable for everybody.
0: That's great. So if people want to get tickets, where do they go, Jeff? What's where do they go to get all the info and? and tickets?
1: They just go to our website, which is hiltonheadwineandfood.com. You've got to spell the word and. If you use an ampersand, I don't know where you're going to go, but it won't be us. And then just hit the tickets button. And then, like I said earlier, we've still got tickets, a couple tickets left for the Thursday night uncorked event. We've still got uh, tickets for sip and stroll. And then the Saturday general admission. So there's, that's great. Right.
0: They're still still available. And you and I go way back when it comes to wine, but I'm just a little curious when you when your weekend comes, what's what's your favorite wine to drink?
1: It depends on my mood, probably. I mean, this time of year, probably more white wines because, I mean, I'll drink a big heavy cab this time of year, but, um, and honestly, if we get real honest, if, if the honey-do list included yard work, it ends up being craft beer yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it's hot this time of year, um, but.
0: Do you have uh, a favorite that you go back to time and time again?
1: I like, well, I like burgundy's red and white. I love um, King Estates out of Oregon. They do a Domain Pinot Gris. That's one of my all time favorites. and it's not super expensive either, which I like. Um, Pinot Noirs, I grew up in Oregon, so I always kind of lean towards Oregon. Um, but Han is kind of a really nice Pinot Noir that you can drink. Because I look at wines as three kinds. You've got everyday wines, like something that I can just go home and have a glass with dinner with my wife after work, you know, and those can't be 50 or hundred, I, I work for a nonprofit, you know, I don't have that kind of wine cellar. So things you can drink every day because they're affordable, but you still want it to be good. Um, then there's like what I call weekend wines. Like, hey, let's get, you know, a little bit more, spend a little bit more. And then there's special occasion wines. So it also depends on what's going on. Is it her birthday day and we're busting something out there, <laughs> you know, is it the weekend and we had a tough week or whatever, maybe we go a little higher. So, and then what are you cooking, you know? Is it going to be like fresh local shrimp or we're just going to do like a quick scampi? Then it's going to be a white wine to cut through the butter with the acidity. You know, are we doing Italian night and maybe some red sauces? Then we're going to go look at a a Syrah from Molly Duker or something like that.
0: It sounds like the uncorked event, what a fun new event to add that we're going to, some of those special occasion wines, it's time to cork them. And this will be just the event to do it. So you heard it here first, everybody. Get your tickets. And we had, gave you a little bit of wine advice from <laughs> the one and only Jeff Gerber to uh, start your weekend off. So we'll see you out of the wine festival.
1: Thank you very much, Charlotte.
0: Thanks everyone for listening. Never miss an episode of The Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon, just about anywhere you can get The Chamber Channel podcast. Take a moment and give us a five-star review. That stuff really matters and will help other people listen to The Chamber Channel.